when I'm watching before the football game. Man, if you're a 12-year-old boy just like me, let me just tell you, you have got to see that movie. Again, any use of movies here at Crosstown is not an endorsement to the movie in its entirety. Okay, so, so I got that out of the way. Pacific Rim. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it is an incredible movie. And when I was uh, preparing for this week and I was looking through the book of Philippians as we're going through it line by line, where I, I noticed something that just stirred up my mind about this movie and reminded me about this, this uh, setup in it. It's a movie about these... Um, aliens are coming through some sort of time shift thing, you know, uh, and it happens underneath the ocean in these kaiju is what they're called. They're, they're these um, creatures that look like Godzilla come out against the world. And, and so what the humans have to do is build these suits. They're kind of like mech warriors and they uh, get inside the suit and then they war against these colossal giants in this incredible epic battle. And and, and so when I was thinking about this sermon, it was kind of like that all came to my mind. And I know some of you are familiar with the book of Philippians, and you've read it, and not once did a giant mech warrior ever, ever pop into your mind. Um, but it's in there, and, and I'm going to show it to you in a second. But, you know, just to recap, we are going through Philippians because we're discovering how God wants us to abound. Um, he says, I pray that you may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment. He's like, that your love may just abound and abound and abound. And that God wants us to live with purpose and meaning, bringing this greatest message of God's love through Jesus Christ, through his grace, through his mercy, through his forgiveness, and to begin to live that out and abound more and more and more in our lives with it. So let's go find these, these mech warriors in the book of Philippians. And I just want you, as I read it, see if you can kind of figure out where, this, where the movie kind of connects a little bit with this, um, this, this Bible verse. Now, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. He just got arrested. He's in prison. He's in jail. He's doing most of his writing from a position of imprisonment. He said, as a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. Man, can you imagine that? He's in prison and he's saying, it is evident to the guys who arrested me, the guys that are guarding me, um, those who are pressing me, and to everybody else. Everybody knows what I'm about. I mean, can you imagine that? That even those who are your adversaries, the people who are against you in life, and, and even bringing hardship into your life, that regardless of how they feel about you, they know what you are about. And see, that's abounding. It's like when Paul was about something, and he was like, everybody knows what I'm about. He continues and says, and because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. Yes, and I will rejoice, continue to rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. 
If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet, what shall I choose? I do not know. I'm, I'm torn between the two. I desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is better by far, but is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain, and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that through my being with you, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me. So, so where is this mech warrior? It's this phrase that Paul's using over and over again in that passage when he says, in the body or out of the body. It's kind of an interesting way to, to think about it. But that's, he sees himself as a self, not defined by his body. See, isn't that crazy where we are in culture? Culture, we're warring over, over body. Body's gotta define everything. Color, gender, everything's gotta be defined. Gotta be defined, you're defined by, Paul is like, listen, whether I'm in the body or out of the body, I've got a determination about what I'm going to be about. And the apostle is it's just like these mech warriors. It's kind of like you saw in the movie clip, there are these guys and they're, they're inside this machine, they get clipped in and their feet get locked in and all of a sudden they begin to move and when they move, their mech moves with them but they're the ones that are completely in control of the mech and they're kind of strapped into it. And Paul's like, listen, whether I'm strapped into my mech or I'm out of my mech, meaning I'm with Christ, he goes, whatever I do in my mech, I'm gonna do for the glory of God. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna live it, life to live in the mech is for Christ and I will always do it for Christ. And I begin to look at it and it's like, Paul it kind of has, and he's a little bit further along than you and I are in our faith, but he's kind of reduced things down to these, these two things I found. One, Paul has two states of life, in the body or out of the body. And we'll talk a little bit about that, but he only has two states, you know? Um, he's either in the body or he's out of the body. But Paul also only has one mode of living, to be fruitful. That's his mode of living. Everything that he does, whether in the body or out of the body, whatever state he's in, he is determined to operate in that state in one mode. And I, I just looked at this and it's like, wow, see, this is the example that God is trying to call us to, to live like this. Because for me, um, I am living in so many different states. You know, I, I'm constantly moving in different states. How do I feel today? Well, I feel this way. So I operate how I feel. I, I, I may be moving in a different area and then I move how I feel in that particular state. But Paul said, I only have two states. He doesn't say like, I have the way that I behave while I'm in prison and then I have the way that I behave when I'm out of prison. He's like, no, prisons, for him, prison wasn't even a state. It was either in the body or out of the body were the two states of operation. And the mode that he operated in was to be fruitful. Me, I wait, I wait to figure out what kind of state I'm in when I wake up. You know what I mean? When you wake up, you kind of feel like, you know, how do you feel today? I, you know, I don't know. And then what we do is we go through the day, we start getting, we get our coffee and, you know, kind of rub off the pluff mud off our faces and, and we just kind of get going and start thinking, you think, start thinking about your day, and and um, and I'll wait and determine how I'm going to respond in the in in the body 
depending on the moment, you know, I will be like, depends on what others do. Then I will respond, my mode will respond to them. Or depends how I feel in the moment. And Paul was like, listen, no, that's not what determines it for me. I don't wait to see the state of my body. I've already determined I'm either in it or I'm out of it, but I have already decided I've got one mode of operation, and that is to be fruitful, that I may abound for the glory of Christ and for the benefit of other people. I mean, so he doesn't wait to see how's this day gonna go. He's like, oh, listen, if I woke up, my eyes, I got natural eyes and I'm looking out, he's like, okay, this is how I'm going to operate. I mean, whether he was, his body was imprisoned or free, whether he was having a good day or a bad day, whether he was about to be dead or alive. I mean, golly, I mean, I'm just like, that just is amazing. He, he, you don't hear him complain about getting old. I mean, I'm sure his body hurts. I mean, I'm sure he's got a bad back. He's been thrown out of walls. He's been shipwrecked three times. He's been bitten by snakes. He's, I mean, the dude is, has had a, a lot of that. And, but he's like, uh, he's got this one, he's, these two states of operation, he's got this one mode of mind. Me, I have many states of body and many modes. And so it depends on how you catch me. You caught me on a bad day. Have you ever used that phrase before? Well, I'm not in the mood. And the Apostle Paul's like, listen, no. It's not in the mood. It's in the body or out of the body. And the mode is, I will be fruitful if I remain in the body. He was so determined to abound in every situation. And that's why he said he was going to be ashamed. He goes, whether I'm in it or not, whether I'm in prison or not, whether I'm dead or not, whether I'm rich or not, whether I'm poor or not, whether I'm male or not, female or not, whatever the state, he, he was just like, hey, listen, I am not going to be ashamed because I'm gonna be fruitful in whatever I'm in. Whether I'm in a wheelchair or out of a wheelchair, whether I'm in a good job or in a bad job, wherever I am, he says, I am going to be fruitful. So we can be inspired by this a couple different ways because we can look at it, he said, in the body or out of the body, literally, he's talking about his body. But where I kind of drew a little bit more from it, and maybe he was already doing this, is that seeing your situation as a body, I mean, it's kind of like something that you step into. And then you step into this. And like, for instance, when you're interacting with your, with your spouse, you step into the body of your marriage. Um, matter of fact, when we say that somebody, you look at their work, you get a resume, what do you do? You're looking at the resume, you're looking at the body of their work, what they have done. And so no matter what he stepped into, he stepped into that body the exact same way. And so I began to look at this, like all the things that I step into, they are kind of like my, my, my mech. And, and for me as a 12-year-old boy, it's really cool for me to imagine it this way, that when I'm going into situations that I'm stepping into and I strap in intentionally, thinking with the mind of Christ, and I lock in to what I'm doing at that particular moment. The Apostle Paul actually says this in, in Colossians chapter three, verse one. Now I'm gonna to read to you a, a, a little bit of scripture here. And I want to tell you right up front, I've already chopped it up. And I think it's very important that when a teacher knows that they're going to skip elements in the context of the Bible, that you are aware of that. 
okay? Uh, so you'll see some dot, dot, dots. Um, it was just such a long passage of scripture, I'll let you read the rest of it, but I wanna let you know that there are some dot, dots there that I'm not trying to trick you or anything like that, and it's always good to know that right up front. So Paul writes this. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. So I think it's really interesting that in the little video clip, there were two people inside the mech warrior, weren't there? Okay, and, and you're gonna find that the life that we live, we need to live not only with your mind, but with the mind of Christ. We need to be in there with God, having the things of God in our mind. And so Paul says, so before you step into your mech, before you step into that conversation with your wife, before you give that coworker a piece of your mind, he said, first of all, before you step into that situation, I want you to have the mind of Christ. I want you to step in this with the way that Christ thinks. Therefore, consider the members of your earthly body as dead to immorality. This is what you, it's like, hey, I want the stuff that you do in your mech, I want them to be God honoring. Put on the new self who's being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who had created him. Beyond all things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the words of Christ richly dwell in you. So he's kind of like giving us the mind that is going into the mech. And now, this is what he says. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. So he's like, whatever, whatever you're in, when you're in your mech, you need to do it to the glory of God. Everything, whatever you do. And then he's gonna break out these kind of like, you know, little mechs that we step into throughout our days. He's gonna break down and it's like, hey, listen, when you step into that and you energize and you, start, you go to work, he says this, uh, wives be subject to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands love your wives and do not be embittered against them. When you step into your marriage, when you step into conversation, when you're interacting with your spouse, he's telling us this is the way that you need to operate in your mech. Wives, be subject to your husbands. And I know right now that most of you are kind of like, there ain't no stinking way I'm being subject to this doofus that I'm married to, okay? And I, I know maybe that some of you are thinking that. But Paul says, listen, hey, I need you to, I need you to operate in your mech, mech for the fruitfulness of the guy that you're married to. Likewise, uh, what husbands aren't good at, he says, husbands, love your wives. And in the original language, it means husbands, cherish your wife. That is totally different behavior in a mech, isn't it? Because, you know, you can say, well, I'm in the mech. I am married. I told her I loved her when I married her. You know, I'm in the mech. And he's like, no, I, I want you to operate in that mech with love. I want you to cherish her. When, you, when she comes home from work or whenever you, guys, I want you to, I want you to get up from the stinking TV and I want you to go over to the door and I want you to love her with the mind of Christ. I want you to cherish her. And so when you step in, the problem is, is for a lot of us, we step in and out of these mechs. In one mech, we're really good you know, and then other mechs were, were different. A lot of you, and I've done a lot of marriage counseling over the, over the years, is that you think when you come home to your spouse, 
you can just be, bleh, just kind of let it all hang out. I should be able to go home and just be as it is. It's like, no, you don't get to abandon the mech just because you're home. Matter of fact, I'm a better mech at home than I am a pastor. I'm an okay pastor, all right? I mean, I, I'm an okay pastor. I'm gonna say this out loud. The woman's out there. She can, she'll, she can run in at any moment to call me a liar, but I'm a really good husband. I mean, when I step in that mech, I mean, I'm sorry, I'll stop right there. But, but I, I love, and Paul's like, listen, we, some of us are shifting around in these mechs. Let me read you a couple more of them. Children, be obedient to your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. It's like, okay. Now, when I'm interacting with my parents, this is how I'm told to operate. Fathers, do not exasperate your children so that they will not lose heart. It's like, wow, okay, well, I'm your father. It's like, well, how are you operating in that mech? How are you operating in that situation? What is your mind while you're in it? How are you doing in, in that mech? He takes it even further. He takes it to work. He says, slaves, in all things, obey those who are your masters on earth. Whatever you do, do your work heartily as for the Lord rather than for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of inheritance. It's like, well, I'd probably be better if I had a better job. You know, uh, I just need to, you know, if I have a better job, I, I do what they pay me to do. Paul's like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not it. The, the, the pay and the job do not determine how you operate in your mech. For some of us, it'd be like, I know I'm capable of this, but they're paying me for this, so I'm gonna dummy down because they're not paying me enough to be nice. They're not paying me to be honest. They're not paying me to work harder. And the apostle Paul says, now, when you're in that work mech, I don't want you to, I don't want you to work equivalent to your pay. I don't want you to work according to your, equivalent to your resume or equivalent to your job title. I want you to work as unto the Lord when you're in that mech. But he also says it to, the, to business owners. I mean, he'll say, um, he says, masters, grant to your slaves justice and fairness, knowing that you too have a master in heaven. He's like, hey, just because you're in a, the boss, doesn't mean you can be a, a, not a nice person. It doesn't mean, and sometimes we're like, well, yeah, well, I'm the boss, so I, you know, I just get to, and, and some of us will, will, we have our church mech that we get in, and we come to church, and, and we talk to everybody, and we're kind to everybody, but then when it comes to business, you get in your business mech, and you're somebody totally different. And I've had it happen. I mean, I've, I've had people that, because a lot of you own businesses and do stuff, and, and I'll be like, you know, talking all of a sudden, oh, you go to that same church that Sonsa goes to. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, how? And I'll ask, so, so how do you know them? Well, he's a jerk. I'm like, oh, well, what happened? Well, you know, me and my wife were this and then, he was like, he was rude to me, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh, oh, oh. So at work, he's a jerk. Yeah. It's like, but for a lot of us, we think, okay, uh, you know, at work, when you're the boss, you get to be how you're going to be. And it's like, you, that's what you gotta be. And Paul's like, no, when you're in your mech, whether you're the employee or you're the boss, 
I want you to do it with fairness, justice, knowing that God is your master in heaven, knowing that you're supposed to love one another. And, and you can do your job as a boss or as an employee as unto the Lord. Does that mean you never fire anybody? No, that's not what it means. But you're seeking the highest good for every individual in every situation. And so it's like, it's so easy, particularly with business, to um, do something a certain kind of way because, well, that's how you do it. But I do my church stuff this way, but I do my work this way. And Paul says, no, you only got two states, man. You're either in the body or you're out of the body. And you only have one mode. As unto the Lord, to be fruitful. And I tell you, that really challenged me. He, he goes on and said, devote yourself to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. And he says, conduct yourselves with wisdom towards outsiders, making the most of every opportunity. So when you're around strangers, when you're around people you don't know, I, I was, I, this is one of the experiences that I have had uh, and seen is with rec league ball. Rec league ball. And at rec league, you, you, you can be around a lot of people, you know, moms and dad, play, you know, their kids are playing t-ball, playing baseball, playing soccer. And it would be really interesting to watch because, you know, we're here on Sunday morning just praising the Lord, thanking God in our Sunday morning mechs, and we're just giving glory to God. But then you find, all of a sudden, you sit next to a set of parents that are belligerent at the ball field, calling out the ref. It's like, all of a sudden, you can, you can make fun of a ref. Why can you make fun? Oh, because we're at the ball field. We can make fun of his mother. We can, we can you know, say he doesn't even know his mother. Um, you, could, you could do, you can call him all kinds of things. You can behave like a total jerk with the coach, you know? You can act like a total jerk with the coach, but it's okay, it's because it's the ball field. And Paul says, listen, when you're in mom and dad mode and you're at the ball field, I want you in your mech and I want you to have the mind of Christ in that mech. Yeah, but, you know, they call them out at the plate and I think it's like, or that coach is an idiot, you know? And, and so Paul's like, listen, he says, there really is only two states, either in the body or out of the body. And there really is only one mode, you know? And, and so if you're in the mode of dating right now, you know, you don't have your dating mode, you know? I'm gonna sleep around, try it all out, see if it works. Um, and, and then I'm gonna, when I get into my marriage mech, I'm all of a sudden gonna be faithful and... Um, all under control, then I'll bring it, I'll step into my marriage mech. And then Paul's like, no, you, you, whether in the marriage or out of the marriage, it needs to be done as unto the Lord. It all seems to be summed up on how you live in the body, in every situation, in every relationship. It's really big. So let me ask you, it, how are you operating in your mechs? Right, when, you, when, you, when you step into something. When you're at a restaurant and you don't get, you ordered the um, filet, but you end up with the ribeye. What do you do? You know, well, I'm the customer. Oh, really? You're going to step into that mech, huh? I mean, you're going to suspend all the rules of personal interaction because there is a higher rule called I am the customer. You know, it's like, no, Paul says, like, when you're in the customer mech, 
I want you to do all things for flourishing. I want you to labor in it. I want you to do all things for Christ. It's Christ to live in the body or out of the body. That's what it's all about. And for a lot of us, I think we have, we have um, our, our need to watch what we're doing in the body, in the body of our work, in the body of our marriage, the body of our dating relationships, in the, in the body of parenting. Paul is predetermined fruitful labor. That's his predetermination. I wake up in the morning and I try to figure out what I'm going to be about today. What am I going to be about? I'll be playing out imaginary mechs, arguments or situations, uh, things I want to accomplish. Um, And then I'll think about, well, if they react this way, I'm going to say this. And if they do this, oh, I'm going to go this way. And if they do that, they ain't going to do that. I'm going to And so Paul says, listen, I already have it programmed into my head before I step into my mech. Before I step into it, I already have it programmed into my mind. When I'm in this mech, I am looking for fruitful labor. I'm not looking to just make money. I'm not looking to just be the boss. I'm not just looking to have a job. I am stepping in this to have the mind of Christ and to provide fruitful labor in this situation. Paul was laboring to fruitfulness. He wasn't just laboring. Because some of us just labor. Matter of fact, if you go back in the Bible and you look at the, uh, the, uh, when Adam and Eve fell, God kind of says, okay, this is the way life's going to be now. It's going to be tough for you. And here's the thing, Adam, you're going to farm and it's going to be tough. And you're going to labor and you're going to plant stuff and then bad stuff thistles are going to grow and, and weeds are going to grow. And, he's, and, and so there is this idea that you can be laboring. You can say, well, Pastor Paul, I'm a, I work. I got a job. You know, I'm not a lazy person. I got a job, Pastor Paul. It's like, okay, great, you're laboring. But he, he says fruitful labor. So it's not just enough to labor. It's got to be fruitful labor. And then there's some of us who are just waiting for the fruit, aren't we? I'm just waiting for when God gives me a better job. You know, then I'm gonna, I'm just waiting till I meet the right man. I'm waiting until I meet the right woman. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for the fruit to come. And Paul's like, no, when I'm in my mech, I am laboring to fruitfulness. And some of us are wishing on a star from God. It's like, I really hope this marriage works out. What's hope got to do with a marriage? <laughs> I, I don't know what it has to do with a marriage. I, it's, there's fruitful labor. There's, you labor at a marriage. You labor at parenting. You labor, and, but you do it with the mind of Christ. And you work for it to be fruitful and to bring about God's best in everything. Paul had this first thought in his head. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. See, when he steps into his mech, when he's all suited up, he already has in his mind, when he's woken up, before, before his coffee, before everything, he's like, okay, for me to be awake today, for me to get out of this bed today, for me to do what I'm gonna do today is Christ, uh, in, in, and to live as Christ, and then to die is gain. So what is your first, what is your first thought when you get to work? You know, I mean, have you already decided how you're going to react in a couple different states? Well, they don't, they didn't have the order processed. Well, then I'm just going to, I'm going to come, I'm just going to give them all hell. 
you know, somebody's, I'm going to kick somebody's butt or whatever. I mean, do you already have it in your mind how, how it's going to play out at work? Paul said, hey, when I wake up, I already have this one thought to live as Christ. For me to go to work as Christ. For me to be married as Christ. For me to date as Christ. For me to be at the ball field as Christ. He already has it set in his mind. Too many of us are waiting for the circumstance to, uh, so like, for instance, like we got an election coming up on November 24th or whatever it is, but uh, November 2nd. Uh, is there anybody here that's not, doesn't have the hell scared out of them yet about what this is gonna be like, okay? I'm not happy with any of our choices. I don't care about the political power. I don't like any of our choices. And then I'm not even sure America can handle a, an outcome without insurrection. I mean, really. You know, Pastor Paul, what are you gonna do if so-and-so gets elected? I don't have a state of living that's called Trump. I don't have a state of living that's called Biden. I am either in the body or I'm out of the body. I don't have a Republican mode and I don't have a Democrat mode. I have to live is Christ, to die is gain. Okay, and all of us are like, I'm gonna wait and find out. It's like, what are you gonna wait for? It's kind of like in marriage. It's kind of like to wait and see if it works out. What are you waiting for? Why not get into some fruitful labor? We need to already determine with our minds before we go into a situation that no matter what happens today, it's Christ. Fruitful labor. I'm going to enter into this with fruitful labor while I'm in my mech. See, we all want fruit here and now. Paul says, you know, I'm not probably not going to get all the fruit here now. He says, to die is gain. We want all the fruit now. We want, here's also, we want fruit without labor. I mean, that's, you know, that's what we really do. We just want God to just kind of give us this fruit and have a great life and all this other stuff and no labor. Paul's, Paul doesn't believe in such a thing. Now, let me be clear. In Christ, there is great gain that you have not labored for. I mean, the cross is the labor of God for our benefit. But it is gain that you are called to labor with while in the body. So I take that forgiveness. I take that mercy, that grace, that love. And God says, okay, you didn't labor for that. I'm giving it to you. Now I want you to labor with it. So when you go to work, I don't want you to give them a peace of mind. I want the mind of Christ to be right next to you in your mech. I want him, I want you to have the mind of Christ in all things. When you're selling things, when you're buying things, when you're giving things, when you're receiving things, whether you're a woman, whether you're a man, whether you're white, whether you're black, whether you're Democrat, whether you're Republican, in the body, while you're in the body, it is Christ. I, got a, I am going to fruitful labor and abounding in love. Everything. I don't have to do that because I'm the mom or I'm the boss, or I own that car, or whatever. And it's like, no, if you're, whatever mech you're in, whether you're in poverty, I want you to be in poverty with the mind of Christ. If you're in wealth, I want you to be in wealth in the mind of Christ. Um, here's the other thing. If you're in pain, I want you to be there too. I know it's hard. I know it's easy to just let your body 
determine your mode. And I've been there just a few times in my life, not as bad as some of you, but I know what it's like to wait to what my body is going to tell me today to determine whether or not I'm going to have a good day or not. I know some of you are in places where, you know, Paul says, hey, I'm not going to be ashamed whether I live or die. That's not the deal. He said, I'm going to be, I I know that I'm going to gain, but but for some of us, you're in a place of pain. You're in a place of loneliness. You're, You're in Paul said, hey, no matter where you are, whether you're in a Roman prison, whether you're in a wheelchair, whether you just lost your spouse, he says, in all things, it's Christ. Fruitful labor in all these things. So God wants us to power up. He wants us to power up in the body, in our marriages, in our families, as in our workplaces, in our illnesses, in our hardships. He wants us to stop waiting to give our best until we are paid the best to give our best. He's wanting us to love in a way, even if the other person is not loving the way that we think they should love us. He wants us to power up with the grace of God in our lives. Ecclesiastes 9, 10 says this, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. And I could probably parathetically just put in there uh, from Paul, with all your might unto the Lord. You know, that kind of, it's like, hey, listen, whatever your hands, if that's your job, if you're a plumber, then it, when you're in that mech, you do it as unto the Lord. I don't really, they're not paying me to make sure it works. You know, what? I'm not paying you to make sure it works. How much more did I have to pay you to get it to work? I remember I went to a, uh, I went to a, a place to get a, I had a Subaru that I thought way too much of, but I had a Subaru and I wanted to put this incredible sound system in it. And this sound system was, I don't know, it was like $1,800. And, you know, this is kind of like, you know, 15 years ago. And I wanted, and I took it to a, one of these local places and they got it and all this stuff and it came back and, and it didn't work right. And I'm like, hey, you know, this isn't, it's not interfacing with my head unit the way that it's supposed to interface with my head unit. And and the guy's like, yeah, we're not, we're not really good with these ones. This is like our first Subaru. I'm like, what? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. I said, I don't remember that when you took my money. I didn't remember the clause was, eh, I'm not sure this is gonna work. You know, and I was, I was out of my mind. I, I, believe me, I was not in the right mech. Uh, I mean, I, the right mode, I, was, I lost my mind. I said, could you please put a sign out front that says, hey, we're the car audio place. We'll give it a good shot. <laughs> Hope it works, you know? I mean, that would have been nice. And the Apostle Paul says, listen, whatever you do, you do it as unto the Lord until it's done right. You know, and, and, uh, but you do marriage that way. You do, you do parenting that way. You, you're out of the ball field. And when that, that coach, come on, nobody's paying that coach. He's not getting any money being your Doofus T-ball kids coach, you know? I'm sorry, but I mean, and we're just gonna heckle him because, come on, coach! And then, come on, blue! You know, yelling at the empire. The dude's getting 15 bucks a game. Leave his butt alone. (laughs) Well, it's boss ball. It's like, no, you're in a mech, man. And you're supposed to be Christ. Yeah, you can be competitive, but you know, but Christ's way. So as we move into expressions, Jesus, isn't that crazy? God, the second person of the Trinity, that's mysterious, don't know how it all works. 
but he steps in, we call it the incarnation. What does that mean? He steps into a mech. The son, the second person of the Trinity stepped into a mech warrior. And we watch how he dealt with women, how he dealt with men, how he dealt with the religious day of his time, how he dealt with the Romans, how he dealt with himself, how he dealt with the devil, how he dealt with money, how he dealt with serving, how he dealt with illnesses, how he dealt with evil, how he died in his mech. We saw it all. There's something powerful when the word of God takes on a mech. There's something powerful when you in your mech live the mind of Christ. So let me ask you this as we're about to receive communion. What is your first thought that governs how you respond in your body? What is your first, what is your first thought? You know, what I, and it's really important. What is the first thought? What are you gonna do in that body? When you're, you're dating, and you, you got lucky enough to find a really attractive woman to date you, okay? Maybe your first thought is this, I'm gonna get me some of that. Yeah, and I know you all wanna laugh, because I know you had that thought. But is that your first thought? You know? What is your first thought when you see a deal, an opportunity? You're a business person, you, you're a contractor and you go up to a house and all of a sudden this older woman comes to the house and she's widowed and she doesn't have a husband that may know something about replacing tile on the floor and, and you realize, well, she lives in Kiowa. That means I can Skype her. I, I could, I'm just gonna just put another 20% right on the top. Oh, really? Is, is that how you're gonna operate in the body? What is your first thought? Is your first thought that your life is over, that you're no good, that you don't matter, nobody cares, that you're, I mean, we all have a lot of first thoughts that God wants to challenge. And he wants the first thought of, for me to live in this body is Christ. It's Christ. To reign with Christ, to live with Christ, to think Christ, to date Christ, to be married like Christ, to be, to work like Christ, to look at myself in the mirror the way that Christ would look at me in the mirror, to deal with pain like Christ, to deal with suffering like Christ, to deal with rejection like Christ. In the, in the movie clip, there were two people in each of the mech warriors. Do you have Christ with you? The spirit of Jesus. Paul said in his thing, he said, uh, while he's in prison, he says, I have your prayers with me and I also have the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ with me. He's not in his mech all by himself. He's got the mind of Christ with him. He has, or we could say it this way, he has the Holy Spirit with him. Are you inviting the Holy Spirit? If you're born again, you already have it. But are you suiting up your morning with inviting the Holy Spirit to take control and to give you the mind of Christ. You know, mostly my days go, I'll, I'll pray, and as soon as I make the sign of the cross and get on my way, now it's, it's me time. I, I gave the day to the Lord, now I'm gonna go do what I gotta do. And the Lord's like, no, it takes two people to run a mech warrior. It takes the Spirit of God, the mind of Christ, and you in it. 
So it's a real big challenge. I know, but Paul wanted us to stop and think about our mechs. Maybe you're in a mech you're not supposed to be in. Have you ever thought about that? Dear Lord, help my marriage and help my dating relationship with my girlfriend on the side. God, make one of them work out. Really? Really? Maybe you're in a kind of configuration of marriage or relationship that you're not supposed to be in. God's like, yeah, you need to get out of that mech. Maybe you're, the way that you're doing your work, yeah, you don't, you need to stop doing your work that way. This is really challenging. But know this, this isn't challenging just to get us to stop doing bad things. This is, this is about us flourishing. Flourishing. Paul said, I, whatever happens in the body or out of the body, whether I live or I die, I will not be ashamed. Can you imagine that? I mean, can you imagine it's, it's like you die and Paul's like, okay, there's my iPhone and here's the password. You can look at anything that I've been looking at on my phone. He's like, I don't care. Most husbands don't let their wives look at their phone. Hey, that's my phone. Why are you on my phone? What are you so scared about your wife looking at your phone for? You lay that thing down and you say, listen, in the body or out of the body, with my phone or not with my phone, I do all things to Christ. Go ahead and look to it. Can you imagine living that kind of life? Can you imagine being married to that kind of guy? Golly, I strive every day to be that kind of man. And when I don't, I confess it to my wife. You know, can you imagine being that kind of woman? You know, that you're just kind of like, listen, um, I'm not gonna be ashamed about the way that I live my life because when you look at it, uh, when I'm no longer in my body, you're gonna see I loved people, I cared for people, I cherished people, I spoke the truth to people while I was in my mech. I wanted so that when, um, you know, I'm not, the, I'm not the best pastor in town, and I'm not even trying to be the best pastor in town, but I would like one day when I die, in about 35 years, I've decided, like the Apostle Paul, he said, I will remain. I'm gonna go ahead and I don't know where he got that guts from, but I'm gonna decide I'm gonna haunt your butts for another 30 years. Maybe not as your lead pastor, but I am going to be here. But when it's all said and done, I want you to be able to go through the books of the church. I want you to go through my, all the directories on my computer. I want you to have conversations with my great grandchildren. I want you to talk to everybody that worked for me. And I want to, I want to be able to hear it all come back. You know what, he wasn't perfect, but he was living for Christ. You know, I want you to be able to talk to my wife and she'll say, yeah, <laughs> he sure spent way too much money on fixing cars up. But that man loved him some Jesus. And you know, that's what God, so you're still in your mechs. If you're here, you're still in your mech. What is your first thought? Father, thank you so much that you came, that you sent Jesus to come and to put on a mech and to walk that mech all around in hardship and in plenty and in lack, in sickness and in health, in loneliness and in friendship. And he walked around in that mech and he was fruitful in everything he did. 
Father God, today, help us. Give us today the mind of Christ through the power of your Holy Spirit. God, Paul said, there's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives within me. Lord God, they mind melded so close that you could almost not tell the difference between what Paul was doing and what Jesus was doing. God, help me to live such a life that no matter what situation I'm in, to Christ, I live. The Lord God, that I am not just laboring, but I am fruitfully laboring to bring you glory and to have Christ glorified in me.